Mindfulness has become the must-do self-care practice of modern times. The simple act of breathing and paying attention to the here and now without judgment is actually not that modern. In a number of religious and philosophical traditions, the idea of cultivating quiet observation is a discipline aimed at engaging the self to transcend it. The modern popularity of becoming mindful, I suspect has a lot to do with the many distractions technology and modern life offer. The endless possibilities of the world around us has pulled us into becoming professional multitaskers. We keep multiple tabs open on our computer screen so we can read the news, answer email, listen to music, and keep our phones nearby so we don't miss a text. The quest for information and experience is all about an acronym called FOMO, the fear of missing out. FOMO, a term coined by venture capitalist Patrick McGinnis while he was a graduate student at Harvard Business School, I think speaks to our spiritual angst. We want something or many things to settle our inner selves, to quell our anxieties, to resolve our fear of annihilation. And while getting more information seems logical, taking smaller bits of information can lead to greater revelations. Our first reading tells this story very well. Moses, at a crossroads in his life, and dealing with the implications of having been raised Egyptian while being Hebrew, decides to take a stroll outside. In an ancient version of taking the family pet out for an evening walk, he walks a little too far out of his neighborhood and arrives at a place where he witnesses a strange sight. The odd yet attractive sight, a burning bush, draws him to see what it was all about. Curiosity and courage leads him to leave the known for the unfamiliar. And in this place, he experiences the awe-filled embrace of the divine. While the Exodus text is filled with motifs that speak of the magical and mystical, of transcendence and epiphany, there is very much a humanness to the story. The ordinary elements of a person in awe-filled nature surface existential questions about suffering and also what it is to wrestle with self in finding meaning and grappling with the mystery of God. God makes God's self known to Moses in a way that shakes his sandals off. God approaching Moses is a reminder that human beings aren't always the active seekers of the spiritual life or the transcendent. For many of us, seeking enlightenment is not our natural path. But then life happens, and in the midst of life, we encounter something that speaks to a deeper yearning. And while there is something out there calling out to us often, we might not always be paying attention. And I think that's the key to this story. There is something greater than our individual selves that is calling us. While it may start within us, the call can take us beyond ourselves. Though our FOMO may seduce us to gain superficial information to experience God and how to change systems, it's our attention that is needed. More information can sometimes throw us off the course of action. It's what information can do within us and through us that can steer us out of our existential stagnation and into the depths of liberating adventure.
The mystery of God shows up to embrace a troubled Moses. Not just for the sake of Moses, though he needed it. It arrives for something larger than himself. That God shows up, even in this strange burning bush that doesn't burn up, reminds us of sacred realities that come forward in unanticipated ways. Rabbi Lawrence Kushner writes, The burning bush was not a miracle. It was a test. God wanted to find out whether or not Moses could pay attention for more than a few minutes. When Moses did, God spoke. And what God spoke was something relatable. God's voice comes through to Moses as an ancestral affirmative one. I am the God of your ancestors. How important for Moses, a bicultural man who seemingly could not fit in one place or another, to hear that he was rooted somewhere. Moses will begin to hear in God's embrace of his ancestors something that would become an anchor for him of where he came from, of the real substance that was in his bones. God would be reminding him that the pain he was experiencing was one felt in his past, but even then that he wasn't just the child of pain, he was also the child of resilience. And what God spoke was something that Moses needed to hear not just for himself. While he was dealing with his own stuff, there were others like him in his community of known and unknown that were grappling with the misery of oppression. The children of Israel, symbol of the oppressed and bullied throughout the ages, felt left out, unseen and unheard. And what Moses hears from God would become the conviction of his leadership. God shows up in grace through human effort and intention. In becoming aware that God had been an eyewitness to God's oppressed people, and that God had also heard their cries, would tell the story of the Holy One, who draws close to us when we've been abandoned, disappointed, and misled. Being seen and heard has played a significant role in how the book of Exodus has been embraced by oppressed and marginalized people throughout history. For people of color, the Exodus story is significant because in times of trials and tribulations, to know of a God that saw and heard meant that liberation could be an attainable reality, regardless of present misery. A God that shows up means that there is a power and influence superior to pain, politics, and hegemony. The God that shows up to Moses in the desert, in the symbol of a burning bush, speaks of the God who throughout history makes mercy and justice relevant headlines. And while divine imagery throughout the book of Exodus points towards a grand event, the promise of liberation starts in this scene where God speaks to a troubled man in an unfamiliar place. If God could get through to this troubled man, help him capture a vision not just for himself, then liberation surely could be wrought. A vulnerable people did not mean a lost cause people. Just as Moses was a broken, wandering man and hears from God, so could the broken and oppressed, could witness amazing grace, setting them free and helping them paint a new portrait for their future. 
As Moses wrestles with the God that is calling him, God is guiding him to listen intently, not just to his own self-doubt, but to pay attention to those around him. Paying attention to suffering would not just be about Moses and how he was struggling. Becoming aware was larger than a political agenda. Building awareness was about taking cue from the vulnerable. Holy mindfulness is about being able to listen as God listened and to act as one who had received enough substance from one's ancestors. To know grace can show up in challenging places. Cornell West writes, We have to keep track at any given moment of who is being most at social cost. This is what it means to look at the world from the vantage point of those below. I believe, in fact, that the condition of trust is to allow the suffering to speak. It doesn't mean that those who suffer have a monopoly on truth, but it means that the condition of truth to emerge must be in tune with those who are undergoing social misery, socially induced forms of suffering. In the Gospel lesson, when Peter hears Jesus talk about the implications of his mortal self, Peter refuses to listen to the point of telling Jesus, don't talk that way. Jesus immediately scolds Peter because Peter needed to listen to what it meant to pay attention to something greater than self. Moses, picking up on the implications of his own role in something larger than self, becomes frustrated and wants to know what God's name was. Simply put, God reveals God's name as the I am that I am. The one who's been around, the one who's in the here and now, and the one that will show up. And God has been showing up in this season in so many troubling ways for us in 2020. And a call continues to speak in the grief of loss, in the pain of murdered and injured black bodies, as well as in the spirit of unrest of people of all ages and identities that attest to the God who hears, sees, and will not rest until the freedom promised comes. But let's not be swayed by awesome and inspiring sights in the face of awful ones. Gun violence, racism, sexism, xenophobia, homophobia, transphobia, won't just let go and let God. The work to which God called Moses and to which God is calling us to attend to the vulnerable, the oppressed, and marginalized is a lifelong commitment. When Jesus spoke in the gospel about becoming his followers, the lifelong commitment was phrased simply, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. It takes courage to self-reflect on our complicity in what we do and don't do. It takes courage to move from information to action, and it will take a lifetime to commit to be a people of thought and action. But it also takes an awareness that God is at work with us, 
and that we don't do this alone. It will feel overwhelming at times, like having 19 tabs open on your computer screen. But if you dare to move closer to where God, life, and the world is drawing us to, we will witness that transformation can happen. Perhaps we will witness that our work won't be in vain. God's love through us can set aside the fear and make liberation the story of our life's work. So now that God's got your attention, will you breathe and sit with the discomfort of the oppressed around you? Will you watch and see as the story is repeated of objectified bodies and not turn the channel or page? Will you hear the God that calls you to justice and action or simply to love? <laughs>